This is episode number seven with Crosby Taylor. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl, and I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe to uncover the habits, habits, mindsets, mindsets. tools, and rituals that they have used to become world-class so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Crosby Taylor is an LA-based model and athlete turned health coach, avid nutrition researcher, biohacker, and sugar-free dessert chef. Yum oh. He studied Chinese tonic herbalism, is a self-taught nutritionist who believes that everyone is different, and therefore not just one diet or lifestyle will work for everyone, which is why he created the tailored life. Crosby's intent is to provide you with the necessary tools to evolve into the superhuman living within you. Sounds pretty good to me. Now, I met Crosby three years ago, I think it was, with my husband when we went to LA and my husband and Crosby instantly hit it off and had a bit of a bromance. He is so generous and knowledgeable and one of the things I love most about him is his big heart and how willing he is to share his wisdom. I really, really love that about him and I'm so excited for you guys to hear this interview because it is jam-packed with goodness. In this interview, we chat about how to eat dessert and burn fat. Yes, you heard me right. Why you need good fats in your diet, how good fats will help you lose weight, have humming hormones and sexy skin, exactly how much body fat is desirable for women, what sugars actually doing to your body and why you need to avoid it, and how to avoid aging plus so much more. Like I said before, this interview is jam-packed with goodness, but don't worry, you can get all the information and everything that Crosby and I mention in the show notes, and you can get that at melissaambrosini.com forward slash seven. So head there and you can get all of the links to everything that we talk about. So without further ado, let's dive into this interview with the one and only Crosby Taylor. Welcome, Crosby. It is so awesome to have you here. I'm so grateful to get to dive in deep about fats with you today. Hey, Melissa. How are you? Yeah, I'm excited. This is going to be great. It's been, it's been a while. It has. It has. I always love coming to LA and catching up with you, and I always leave so much more full <laughs> of knowledge and information. So I always love our catch-ups and I know everyone listening is going to get so much out of our time together. Oh, but yeah. before we dive in, can can you please tell us what you had for breakfast this morning? For breakfast this morning, um, I had a Bulletproof coffee, uh, shocker. It was um, with two tablespoons of grass-fed collagen, uh, a tablespoon of MC of brain octane oil, a pretty thick slice of uh, grass-fed Kerrygold butter. And then I'm incorporating some Chinese herbs into my tonic every morning. So this morning I had Romania 6, chaga, and lion's mane. A little stevia too, so you know you've got to flavor it. Yum. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to chat to you first, um, you know, you live in Hollywood, you work with a lot of women. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the most common mistakes women are making in terms of their health? Hmm. I think one of the first things that 
they're always like very interested in or right away when they dive into, you know, doing a consultation with me is how many calories, how many calories is this diet? How many calories is my breakfast? How many calories is my lunch? They're very concerned with, with calories. And it's, you know, in the beginning, it's really hard to explain because, you know, when, when somebody, a lot of the people that I'm working with are either models or actresses. And so the first thing they think of in terms of keeping measurements or keeping their body composition in, a, in the place they want it to be is calories. They're thinking calories in, calories out. What do I have to eat? How much do I have to burn? And, you know, that can create a, a big, a lot of issues from inflammation to stress to the body, like being completely um, adrenally fatigued from not getting enough calories. And then on top of that, working out too much, you know, so it's, it's a fine line. There's a fine line there because you also don't want to kind of like scare them off and for them to not even get into the, to the diet in the first place, because they're, you know, they see fat as such a, you know, high calorie intake, you know, it's nine calories for a gram of fat and four calories for a gram of carbohydrates. So they're going, well, if I eat this fruit, this is going to be this many calories. If I eat this fat, this avocado or this, this butter or this MCT oil, look, look at all these calories in here. And so that's a, that's a big concern. And it's, it's the right, you know, it's, it, it takes time to educate um, because in a way there's a fear behind that, you know, calories have meant for a long time that if you eat too many calories, you're going to get fat. But um, once they start to trust and get into a place where they, they can see that it's working for them. So the first like couple weeks, it's hard because they're always kind of checking in with me and just kind of a little fearful of that their body's going to turn a certain way if they're eating too, too many calories. And eventually they realize that these are the types of nutrient dense calories that your body needs in order to sustain energy levels, in order to burn fat even better, in order to sleep better. And, and then all of that um, points toward their hormones getting more balanced. So over time, they realize that that, you know, that soft drink or that fruit juice that was only 80 calories was way worse than them having, you know, 300, 400 calories in a meal that's got superfoods and good fats and protein and fiber and no sugar. So um, calories is definitely a a big one. Do do you notice that a lot uh, when you work with people? Absolutely. And I was, I was one of those girls. I was completely fat phobic. You know, we grew up in the eighties where it was the low fat fads everywhere. Mm -hmm. And we're now seeing such a rise in the love of good quality fats, you know, from brain octane, grass fed butter. Um, but most people that I come across are still incredibly scared of fats and, it was, it was how I ran and lived my life. Like everything in my fridge was fat free or low fat. But mm-hmm. now since incorporating fats back into my life, I feel more energetic and more vital than ever before. And not only that, I, I used to have acne and I now don't have acne. And uh, on top of all of that, I'm a lot less stressed because my hormones are more balanced. And when I wasn't, when I didn't incorporate fat into my life, I lost my period for a year and a half. Wow. 
So as soon as I started adding these fats back into my life, it's like my hormones started to dance again and they were just like they were drinking it all up. But what can we say to those women who are completely fearful of fats and scared of them? Why are they so essential? The the nourishment that a lot of these fats are going to have on your brain, first of all, the brain chemistry behind it, um, these are major, major cognitive foods. And when you're eating um, the right amount, I mean, and there's, and there's a balance too. You can't, you know, as, as a 115 pound woman you, or, you know, girl, you can't be eating, you know, too much or too little. There's like a nice balance in there of like the good fats um, because, you know, the digestive process, especially when you're uh, switching over from more of a fruit and carbohydrate, you know, the, a normal breakfast that I've, that I see with people is like an oatmeal, fruit, blueberry, you know, yogurt. And that's like the healthy one, you know, that's the, whereas like some people are just having, um, like a soft drink. Or oh my wait. gosh. No, oh. you're joking. You're joking me. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've worked with people that have that wake up to a diet Coke. No. Oh Yeah. I don't believe you. Well, there's, there's no calories, you know? So in their head, they're thinking this is what's going to do is get me skinny. But over time, what it's going to actually do is actually store more fat because your body doesn't know know what to do though with those empty calories. It has no idea what it is. Whereas when you're eating these good fats, your body understands what it is. It sends, you know, it starts to send a cascade of sing- signals off in the body, especially you know, from the brain, hypothalamus. Everything's working together um, to tell everything to work in synergy from, you know, the, the secreting the type of enzymes you need and your metabolism getting boosted and getting fired up. And like you said, when you're, when you're working with good fats like a, like a brain octane oil, which is an MCT oil, this is a medium chain triglyceride fat that's going to burn it's going to burn. It's not going to store ever. So, I mean, it's, I, I, I've had people using MCT oil and they're in their dinner and freaked out that this fat wasn't going to burn off before they went to sleep. And I said, no, trust me, like this, you can, you can take this before bed. Like this is the type of fat that your body will utilize and, and burn as energy that it needs, especially for the brain. And once they get into that state where they, they believe it, then you know, I see them coming back to me. They're like, oh, I had half an avocado for lunch with, with, and I poured a little of that, that MCT oil in there and I had butter in my coffee in the morning and they're just sharper. I've noticed like a, uh, the skin, their skin is more, you know, smooth and supple and they're losing, like you said, they're losing a lot of like the acne issues because the acne issues are really just because the they're, they're consuming too much sugar. There's too much fermentation going on. And eventually, you know, you're going to end up with a ton of bad bacteria and yeast that's going to create these issues in the skin. Also, you know, the high, uh, having like a high intake of fructose glucose, um, where you're spiking your blood sugar on an ongoing basis throughout the day, that high insulin increase is that when you have that type those insulin spikes throughout the day you're all you're going to do is store uh, belly belly fat you're going to in- increase inflammation you're going to raise your triglyceride levels you're going to lower your hdl which is your good cholesterol you're going to raise your blood sugar and in women this also contributes to infertility so over time like you're just 
throwing your body off big time where, where all you have to do is trust and realize that these good fats are your friend and slowly you, I'm not, I'm not going out there telling a lot of my clients to like dive right in and start having 200 grams of fat a day. It's more about getting used to adding it to most of their meals throughout the day and getting the good ones and then being, um, you know, aware when they go and buy things and looking at the packages to see, is this, is this full of the bad fats? You know, you got to watch out for the trans fats and the vegetable oils. And if you go to the supermarket and you're going to eat something in the hot food section, you know, like, Oh, I'm, I'm blessed to have a place called air one that like has a lot of these foods that I want to eat. And they're, they're cooked in like halfway decent oils, but on a regular basis, you know, you go to whole foods, it's canola oil. You go to, you, you really can't go anywhere and eat the hot foods if you're trying to stay away from the bad fats. Um, and then the other one that's, that's everywhere, um, is soy. And so like, there's just all of these toxins and, and bad fats are in everything. And so over time, it makes these people more aware of what they should be putting in their body too. So it's cool. It's like, they start to educate themselves. Um, they start to trust, they start to realize that like, wow, like I just did a, I, I just did a consultation or I sat down with a friend who, um, works really well as a model. She's, but she's always, you know, on, on a weekly basis because she has a couple normal clients that she does swimsuit stuff for. She has to do measurements and make sure that she's staying on par with that. But she also wants to live her life and she likes food. And she realized that grains and some of these things don't work for her and that the paleo approach was better. And um, she's at, at times like she can even get too lean when she's on a high fat diet. So she has, she's the type, she's trusted so much that she's been burning so much fat, body fat and getting like even leaner than she needs to get. And so she's, she came to me on a second consultation and was like, what kind of carbs can I put back into my diet to like fill me out a little more? So it works. Mm. If you're, if you're looking to like create the body composition that you want, like this is the way, you know, and your brain, it can stay as fired up as, as you want it. That's the cool thing. It's like your nervous system isn't out of balance. You are on top of your game on a regular basis and you're getting nourished and you're, you're, you know, taking care of your hormones, which over time, when you eventually want to have kids, like I said before, you know, that the, the high sugar consumption will contribute to infertility. So Eventually, a lot of these people I've seen when I was working at my, the Chinese herb shop come to me and they're going like, we can't get pregnant. And that was their diet. They were, they were high sugar and starch consumers that eventually, or vegans, and they eventually had to switch over to a higher fat approach where they were getting moderate protein levels and, and staying away from these sugars. So there's just so much more information out now. And I really think that people are coming around to this, but it's just cool that we can just keep um, like things that just keep coming out and like more, uh, um, like what's who, who the doctor that's talking about this right now, Mark Hyman is big into it and he's talking about it. So just more and more reputable people are, are coming out with this information. It's really great. Yeah, you're so right. And uh, everything that Crosby has mentioned so far, like all of the Brain Octane and Mark Hyman, we'll put all of the information in the show notes. So don't worry, you don't have to grab <laughs> a pen and paper right now. Um, 
I know for me personally, I have a lot of friends and a lot of women come to me and they say, yeah, but you know, I don't need to look after my hormones because I'm not thinking about having a baby anytime soon. But can you just dive deep into that for us for a second? Because it's not just about producing a baby, like happy hormones are essential for um, stress to release, uh, to decrease cortisol in our body. What else are happy hormones really imperative for in the body? Well, like, yeah, like you said, that's the, that's a big one right there is cortisol. And if your cortisol is out of balance or out of whack, um, good luck in like trying to get rid of that stubborn belly, that stubborn, um, belly fat, because that's where all the stress fat sits is right in that belly button line. And I've seen a lot of people, you know, 18 to 25 years old that are super stressed out and their hormones are, are crazy. And, and a lot of them are on like vegan or high fruit diets. And they've, they've always, unless they have amazing genetics, that's somewhere where they always have a problem. So in terms of body composition, uh, cortisol, is, is a huge issue. And, and if you don't get this in check, um, it's not only going to affect you in an aesthetic way, but also in the, in the brain, in the mind. So over time that, like you said, that stress, it's just, everything's going to stress you out. You won't be able to adapt to any situation, um, can kind of turn into a mess and have like crazy mood swings. Um, so it, it all kind of works together, you know, um, cortisol, insulin, uh, if you are consuming a high sugar diet, eventually, you know, your insulin spikes are going to be, your body's going to be like, okay, I'm over it. I don't really want to deal with trying to digest the sugar, secrete enough insulin for the sugar every single time. And your pancreas just gets tired. And eventually that, that stores too. And that's going to actually store in the lower back and more like, you know, but in that kind of area. So you have those, you're kind of creating aesthetically, you know, whoever's listening to this and and their only thing that they're concerned about is the aesthetics. Here are two reasons why you don't want to not think about your hormones because eventually you're going to end up with a tire. You're going to get that, that belly fat tire. But with that, you're also going to kind of start going crazy because it's going to affect your, your, your stress levels are going to through the roof. And then, on, and then on top of that, if you're not controlling your hormones, um, your appetite hormone will eventually go through the window too. And you just won't even know when you're full. Mm. So all of those factors will create these mental issues, physical issues, that over time, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter how old you are. Um, you're not going to be fun to be around. You won't even want to be around yourself and you're going to be stressed out and tr- trying to figure out why you keep holding on to certain weight and why you can't get it off. And eventually like a lot of these people, if you're not strong enough or if you don't see the right person that can help you res- resort to eating disorders, issues with with that too. So it's, it's kind of a downhill slope, downhill, downhill slope. When, when you are aware and when you really want to fix these things and work on your hormones, that's when everything gets better. 
I mean, your life will completely change. It doesn't matter, you know, how old you are. Um, it's a, it's a big factor for both men and women. Once we get that in check and understand how everything works in our body and how we can keep our hormones balanced and, and realize that like we can work with the genetics that we were given and tweak it in ways that'll benefit us with our hormones, just everything gets easier. So for everyone out there listening about your hormones and, and not caring whether if it's, it's like, I mean, if you're, if you're getting your period or not getting your period, you want to get your period. You want to have like a normal female cycle lifestyle that um, is going to, you know, put you back into a balanced state for everything in life. Yeah, exactly. Irregular period indicates, you know, health and Mm -hmm. vitality and that Mm -hmm. things are humming along really beautifully for you. I have um, read a lot about women that store a lot of the belly fat um, and that being um, an indication that something's not quite right and that we need to kind of look into our hormones and maybe we're eating, like you said, too much sugar and too much carbohydrates and not enough fats. But um, a lot of women that store the weight around their butt and thighs, that essentially we need a little bit of meat there, right? Like we need a little bit of, um, a little bit of body fat around that area. Uh, would you agree with that? Well, yeah. I mean, women naturally carry more body fat than men. So if you are operating at a very low body fat as a woman, like that's not healthy. It's, it's, it's also harder for like women don't have uh, the same reserve as a man either when it comes to that. So like, you know, men can operate at a pretty low body fat for a long time, but women can't. It's just it's something with their blood sugar and just in, in general, um, it's a lot better. And obviously, you know, you want to be carrying more of that because, you know, the, the, uh, at the time when you, you want to actually have a child, like this is the th- these are the things that you kind of need. You know, that, that's how a woman is, is created. And... Yeah, I, I totally agree that they're that women should have more body fat. They should not be concerned with having that more body fat. And there's like a good, um, you know, what is a good number? It was like something like anywhere from like fifteen to twenty five percent body fat um, is great. It's mm. great for a woman, and I think that's a very normal um, place to be. You know, when you're under that usually these are the types of women that are like competing or doing something in the bodybuilding world, especially if you're getting under 10, like that's like really, really low. Mm. You know, a man, a man operating at eight could be an athlete or, you know, just has a ton more muscle on him. So they're constantly burning fat. So they're going to naturally have a lower body fat. But, um, but yeah, like that, those, those target areas are where you're going to store a little bit more fat because as a woman, you're going to, you have more estrogen. So the estrogen level areas were what you were talking about that like lower buttocks, thighs, um, and also back of the uh, triceps is where you're going to store more of your estrogen fat. And for somebody in the industry that's looking to create more of a balance so that they can keep their lean physique, but also still keep their like that womanly feeling figure and keep their hormones straight 
as long as they're eating the good fats all the time, you know, you can, you can, you can stay away from soy and detoxify uh, the bad estrogens um, with things like DIM and, and um, calcium deglucurate, uh, indole-3-carbonyl, and then using things like maca. You can balance the hormones in that way to keep a leaner physique. And then on top of that, biohack it in a way to eat all the good fats so that you're nourishing your hormones still and you'll still have your natural cycle you'll feel like you're detoxifying well um and that that's kind of like the tweak i think i think that's where a lot of people are going well i want to the only reason i'm not getting my my period is because i'm too skinny but i have to be skinny for my job well no that's not necessarily true like if you do it in a certain way you can still be the leanest you've ever been and still be a fully functioning woman and have the vitality to have all the natural things happen. Mm. So I think yeah. that there's just like some cool biohacks that we can teach people or get out there in the world to where, you know, these women are, are, are still getting nourished. So important. It is so important. And not only for just functioning, but like you said before, you're a nicer person. You know, when I'm, yeah. when I'm, when my hormones are out of whack, I'm not a very nice person to be around. Like I wouldn't want to be around me. So yeah, for your happiness levels, right. for your stress, everything. So let's talk about genes for a second. You mentioned it before. Mm-hmm. Um, it is now scientifically proven that we can turn our genes on and off and that we are not our genes. We can express them. Um, how do fats play play a role in your genes and the expression of and whether they're on or off uh, well to my understanding when it comes to um certain fats like let's just say um like we're going down the more saturated fat route like we're talking about uh brain octane and grass-fed butter and those kind of things um I think that what happens is when you're constantly uh, giving yourself the right types of brain fats, I think it's like a, I feel like it's a brain chemistry thing. When you're getting the right brain foods, um, you're in a place where you're in more control and you can control the genes and have this kind of like off switch where you're you're talking about the, the switches of like, tendency switches like tendencies toward certain issues or yeah chronic diseases or cancers or these kind of things yeah absolutely yeah and so when you're getting when the brain's getting nourished in these kinds of ways i really think that that's like a big contributing factor and then the brain when it's not nourished obviously i think that contributes more to high sugar intake so the the sugar and the, the foods that are inflammatory so eating like realizing in your genetic makeup that you know if you had a tendency if if in your family line your tendency was uh diabetes like there's a lot of diabetics in your family well the last thing you want to do is turn on that diabetic gene by eating a ton of sugar all the time and that's what's going to happen like eventually when you're eating tons of sugar and you're playing right into that part 
eventually you're 40, 50 years old and you're diabetic. And you're like, oh, damn, I have, I have diabetes. But the whole time when you were 20, you knew that there was four people in your family that had diabetes. And the one thing that the major contributor to diabetes is high sugar consumption. Well, you pushed yourself and you kept that gene turned on for that whole time. You know, same with like something like um, you know, anything that has like even cancer. You know, one of the contributing factors to a lot of different cancers are, you know, chronically high levels of inflammation and sugar consumption um, and, and just eating a ton of toxins. Um, but if you had a certain types of cancers in your family, you can look at the, you know, the epigenetics of it and see in the gene makeup, like, well, what causes those things? Well, I must, I must not eat those things or stay away from those kinds of foods or make sure that I'm cleaning my house with certain household products and not the ones with full of chemicals. So I think there's, there's something to be said for like realizing your ancestry and your genes and seeing like my, like I've always been very interested in the gut and taking a ton of probiotics and digestive enzymes and making sure that I'm staying away from foods that grow yeast and, and create a, you know, influx of bad bacteria because my dad's side, uh, dad, my, my grandpa, my dad's side died of a stomach aneurysm. So I know that like, there's some, there could be some, and my dad has, my dad's always had digestive issues. So I kind of like, okay, well, that's something to look at. And what causes digestive issues? Well, these things. Well, what do I need to do? Take a probiotic, keep my gut healed all the time, with like bone broth and stay away from sugar and eat like nourishing fats that seal up everything and the mycelium sheet and all that. You know, I think that that's just something that once you educate yourself with, I mean, I don't know what kind of runs in your family, um, but... I know that like, that's kind of how I've always navigated it. I know there's all these different tests you could do now, 23andMe and certain things you could do that will even tell you in your gene expression, like which ones you have. And if you have like certain ones, I haven't done it, but if you have certain, you know, my friends have done it. If you have certain genes, like you really should stay away from these foods. Because they'll, they'll really push you into that area. So it's interesting. I mean, it's, it's now that we have the science, I think that people can live a lot longer because we have the science to look at like, okay, what's eventually going to kill us? And take that and tweak it and go, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And, and it's cool. It's really, really cool. Um, I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, absolutely. No, it's, um, it's, it's great. And I have done that gene test and it was mm -hmm. one of the best things I ever did because oh, cool. I learned that I have MTHFR. Do you know a, lo a little bit about that gene? I've, so I've heard of it. Yeah. I've yeah. heard of this through a friend who I think has the same one and yeah. but, but, so don't go ahead and tell me, I don't remember, yeah. but I'm I, okay. Go ahead. So you well, can't do something, right? Well, it basically, you know, there's so much about it, but actually I think there's about 40 to 50% of people that, um, 
that have MTHFR. And what I struggle with with having MTHFR is my detox pathways are a little bit more compromised. Mm. So for me, it's about keeping my detox pathways open as much as possible. So, um, and and having MTHFR um, affects the way that our body absorbs folate. So for someone who has MTHFR and goes to, I mean, this is my very non scientific. I am not a doctor, my understanding of it. So um, for someone who is, you know, wanting to make a baby and they go to the chemist and they just grab a a folic acid off uh, folic, you know, baby making supplement off the shelf, which a lot of people do, and they start taking it, not knowing that they may have um, MTHFR can really affect them because their body cannot absorb and assimilate that type of folic acid. So it can cause a whole heap of issues. And then your body, your detox pathways are closed. So then those toxins are just circulating around your body. So you become a psycho person. Well, that's what happened to me. I became an incredibly um, angry human being. I became really um, psychotic almost because there's all these toxins that were just circulating around my body. So I know for me, what I need to do to keep my detox pathways open. um, And one of those things for me is really avoiding sugar. I, I, I don't cope. I do not cope very well. I haven't eaten sugar in many, many years. Um, I can tell if I've eaten it out and it's in my body. Um, even if it's just a little bit of organic raw honey or something like that, um, it does really affect me. And we've mentioned sugar a few times throughout this call so far. Um, I believe that it is one of those things that really, um, doesn't help us thrive. And I'm mm-hmm. all about doing things that really help you thrive and feel vital and energetic. And for me, sugar is not one of those, but people are so addicted and I was mm-hmm. so addicted. So I'd love to hear a little bit about sugar and how it affects us. And um, and also for those people who have a sweet tooth, what are the alternatives? Yeah. So when it comes to refined sugar, this is something that unless it sneaks into my food and some kind of sauce, or if I really don't know it's there, I, I, I avoid it at all costs. It's, it's just purely going to spike blood sugar. Yeah. It's just blood sugar spike. Um, and uh, right away it's going to be a feeder. Um, especially if you're not the type of person that burns sugar very well. Uh, that's going to create a fermentation situation right away. That's going to affect your gut, which is where, you know, 80% of your serotonin is along with uh, everything that happens in your digestive system. Um, so like your, like we were saying before your elimination, your, your detoxing issues can be caused the can be caused by high sugar. Cause what you're doing is just destroying the natural abilities of your system you know, your gut to, to eliminate. And, uh, eventually it's going to lead down a really, really rough road where, you know, your mental stability is going to go definitely next. Uh, I think Dave Asprey once told me that it takes three steps for a ketone from fat to get to the brain. And it takes 26 steps for our body to recognize sugar as energy in the brain. So imagine how much more the nervous system has to work and what it has to do in order to like get that kind of energy 
And on top of that, a lot of people are like, well, what about fruit? Why can't I eat a bunch of fruit? I still, I still like sugar. Why can't I eat fruit? It's a whole food. It's got fiber. And it does. Fruit does have fiber. And obviously, if you're going to eat fruit, I would avoid juicing fruit because you lose the fiber. Um, but even having fruit on a regular basis or high consumptions of fruit, I think that people don't understand that fruit is half, half of fruit is fructose and half the other half is glucose. Where our, where our body will burn the glucose. Like that's the energy source of sugar that we're going to burn. But fructose doesn't burn. Fructose just stores. And what it does is eventually um, it will store as fat. It'll create a fatty liver. It'll create a lot of toxicity in the liver. And eventually this is how a lot of people end up with problems down the line uh, in eating high high sugar from fruit you know high fruit diets like the fruititarians well in the beginning they'll feel great because they're oxidizing food so fast everything that they're eating is getting burnt so fast so like their digestive system is going to feel a lot better in the beginning because there's no it's nothing slowly digesting you know you're not eating um a heavy fat protein type meal and slowly digesting that you're running through food so you're kind of going to be like always perked up, especially if you're constantly eating it throughout the day, of course, you're going to have these like high spikes of energy. And then eventually two weeks later, your body's when it's, you know, been storing and storing and storing, you're going to end up with so much liver toxicity that you won't have to do. So a lot of these, you know, people will eventually resort to trying to get back into omnivorous type diets, but they have a lot of work to do. So sugar is just it's rough, you know, if you're having too much of it all the time, it's going to eventually affect your health in a negative way. And it's just too much research, you know, people want to have omnivorous type diets. Well, you know, low glycemic fruits are really, really great. Um, I don't mind like, you know, the, the occasional uh, cup of blueberries or any type of the berries that are low glycemic and antioxidants. Um, but I also don't eat them. I like goji berries, but I also don't eat these fruits with other foods. Uh, and like, why is that? Uh, it's just the way that they, the two digest together is um, kind of complicated. So it creates some distress and digestive issues and, and will eventually, you know, the fruit wants to digest and be used really fast. And if you throw like, you know, and it's, it's, it's a big snack, you know, when people have an apple and almond butter, they're like, oh, it's great. Well, I don't think it's that great. I think that the sugar in the apple is going to slowly digest the way it's not, you know, slowly digest with the fat in a way that it's going to eventually sit there and ferment in the gut and create the bacterial issues. Um, whereas, like, people are thinking, well, like, it's the slow absorption. Well, the slow absorption really naturally should just be with the fiber of the fruit. Mm. Um, so if people are going to eat some organic low GI fruits, you would suggest always eating them away from everything else and, and on their own. I, I know you love, um, like myself, Donna Gates and body ecology, and she talks mm -hmm. a lot about the different speeds that things ferment. So um, is that what you're kind of saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. And, and in general, um, I think there's a lot of information out there that 
a lot of people can agree that they've always felt better when they eat fruit on their own. Absolutely. It bloats, um, it bloats me. Like I don't eat, I don't eat fruit, but it, in the past it has bloated me and I don't feel good. And I think one of the most important things with everything that we put in our mouth, tune into your body and ask yourself, like, does this make me feel good? And if it doesn't, like, stop eating it for one and then question why. Why is this not, why is this making me bloated? Like, so many people, in my experience, just put up with the bloating or the indigestion yeah, or yeah, the yeah. gas. And it doesn't have to be that way. Like you don't have to feel like you're four months pregnant every day after you eat a certain type of food. That's not how we're designed to be. We're designed to be vital and strong and really healthy and glow from yes. the inside out and that be a reflection on the outside. So if something is bloating, anyone like question it what is going on here right and then and then take a probiotic yeah (laughs) don't be afraid to eat a little like cultured food or probiotic or a little coconut kefir um i've noticed when we say little like always start little 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 i've also i've seen a lot of people get super excited and smash the cultured vegetables and and then they end up with disaster pants well not only that but just like almost the flu you know the herxheimer effect of somebody you put 90 percent of the clients that i see are were heavy carbohydrate and sugar intake you know that was their diet was like starches and sugars and i couldn't right away be like take this high dose probiotic and eat and eat cultured vegetables and and do you know yogurts and this kind of stuff high probiotic yogurts because they would literally be sweating uh, (laughs) in their bed like having the worst turksheimer effect feeling like they had the flu achy everything um because just the die-off there's just so much when those probiotics hit and they create that battle with the yeast in the body it's just that it creates that that gas and the gas the die-off is just like unbearable sometimes and I've been through it. I went through it and I'm the type of extremist where I was like, I'm just going to not get it. No, I'm not going to leave the house other than to get food. And I'm just going to lay. I've, I've had moments where I was just laying on my couch, curled up in a ball because my stomach hurt so much because it was just getting layers and layers and layers of me. I mean, I recently just even a couple months ago, I just started taking three, maybe three months ago, I started taking this product called Lorisidin. It's a monolaurin supplement that is a really, really strong dose of lauric acid from coconut oil. And it has like all these amazing benefits of, you know, clearing things like eczema and psoriasis and creating that like youthful glow again. It just really has, it's a, it's a, it's big in the skin world, but it's also, you know, the reason it does that is because it's just like the yeast killer. It goes in there and it cleans up candida like crazy. So, um, I started taking that and I was like, Oh, okay. I'm gonna, it says take a quarter of a scoop a day to start. I'm like, okay, I'll take, hey, I'll take a quarter. So I started a quarter, like three days. And the fourth day I'm like, you know, I'm gonna do a half a scoop. So I'm gonna do a half a scoop. I'm like, okay, I'm all right. I'm going to do a full scoop. I do a full scoop. I did the second night a full scoop. That night I was like, oh, I feel kind of funny. I'm going to go to bed. The next day, 
I woke up and I was like, oh, my God, I have the flu, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, why isn't this going away four days later? Like, I thought it was just a 24-hour flu. I sweat through every one of my sheets. <laughs> oh, no. My, yeah, my, my sheets were, like, dark, were, like, a tan in color, like a, like a tea, like a dark brown sweat. And I was like, oh, my God. So I talked to one of my friends, and she was like, oh, yeah, that's pure, that's, like, heavy metals and toxins. And I was like, really? And she was like, yeah, what did you, what did you start taking? I said, this loracidin supplement. She was like, oh, yeah, that'll do it. So it was just like clearing. Like I thought I was like uber healthy. And even that like got to a different layer of my body. So there's just – we're sitting on layers and layers and layers of toxicity because our if, – if you, you know, you want to compare the ecosystem of our gut to the ecosystem of the world – That's what we're dealing with. Absolutely. It's just toxic, toxic, toxic. So, people that are, you know, see people that are like, wow, you're that guy that's like super healthy, eats really clean. Well, yeah, because think about it. There's really not a lot more we can do right now. Like, our environment is bad. And if you compound that by eating McDonald's and drinking sodas and you're, the aging process is going to be that much faster for somebody like that as opposed to somebody that's like constantly trying to defend. And we're like, you know, we're, we're creating, we're trying to create an, a, an amazing immune system, a defense mechanism for everything that's going on around us on a regular basis. And on top of that, nourish all of our organs. I mean, we're in a rough time. You know, that's, that's not, if that's for real, like we're in a yeah. rough time right now. And that's why I think that the health game and it's got, has gotten so much bigger is because people are realizing that and they're going, well, I want to, I want to live. I want to, I want to be 80. I want to be 90. Like I want to feel good at, at 80 years old. I don't want to be in a wheelchair when I'm 60. So, um, we just have to constantly be doing these things. It's just, you know what I'm saying? I, I think yeah, that absolutely. it's I, I could- gotten to a point where we have to. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And it's, we don't have to take it really seriously. And I mean, um, yes, we take it seriously, but still, you know, have fun with it. And yeah. you know, if you, if you stuff up or if you kind of, I find with women as well, we're very, very hard on ourselves. And if we slip up, it's a, an amazing, it's a huge opportunity for, um, what I call the inner mean girl to then beat yourself up. And I just want everyone to take everything we're saying. And I feel like knowledge is key. And when you know what you know, you can't unknow it. So it's mm-hmm. about educating yourself and then, uh, putting the thing in front of you that are going to help you thrive and really be the most vital version of yourself. Yeah. Um, so I would love to know now, what is one thing that you would like to improve or work on within yourself at the moment that you wouldn't want anyone to know? Can you share something with us? Because I think it's really important that, um, you know, people know that you're real because a lot of, and that you are still on your journey. Um, this isn't, uh, this podcast isn't about, um, you know, putting people on pedestals or gurus. Right. This is, I want people to know that you're still working on stuff within yourself. So is there anything that you're working on at the moment that, or you want to improve that you maybe wouldn't want anyone to know about? I feel like every day is a battle. You know, I wake up and there's always something to work on and it's not in a way I've gotten 
more and more into not trying to focus on that there's always something to work on because then you get in your head too much, if that makes sense. But more so just being in just trying to be aware and be, be allowing myself to be in more of a flow to where if I wake up in the morning and, and what I want to do is have Alan Watts playing in the background while I'm like working on something. Cause I just want to like have those things just like in my subconscious, just kind of telling me certain things that eventually over time, it's going to make me feel a certain way or, or, allow myself to let go even that much more. And I think that's really the journey for me is on a regular basis, even though I'm, I want certain things. I want to create a certain success. I, I have a, I have a drive to help people and get out there and whether it's like with my desserts or with my knowledge with health or just compassion in general, like I want all these things and I want the success and I want all this to happen, but in a way to where, I also need to kind of like sit back at times and just let go and allow myself to like flow into that as opposed to like cling, you know, cling on to it. Cause once I feel like once we cling on to those aspirations or what we want the future to look like, we can squeeze it to death and it's gone as opposed to just having a knowing I'm trying to create more of like a, I just want to be and my being because I've prepared so much and because I have such a passion for what I want to do and my purpose, just being in general is going to create certain things, help me manifest certain things and, um, you know, get out there and, and, and I feel like more and more positive things happen, more impact happens. I meet more people. The synchronicity is stronger when Absolutely. I'm allowed, allowing myself to just more so be the person I am as opposed to try mm. to, to do it all the time. Yeah, I love that. And that's, I think that's my constant journey is to not try so much because I know that as soon as I do or as soon as I attach to something, even in, in booking jobs, you know, I'm still doing modeling and commercials and even in like being on hold, when you're on hold for a commercial, you, you all, you know, the, the, the first reaction is to, to attach yourself to that and be like, Oh, I really hope I get that. Oh, I really hope I get the call. Like, Oh, please call me the next day. Oh, just, ah. Uh. And then all of those times I don't get it. And the times that I've like gotten the call, you're on hold for this and get off. And I'm like, Oh, great. And then I just be, and live my the rest of my afternoon out and enjoy it with friends and get things that I wanted to get done or whatever and kind of just like allow it to be mine like claim it and be like I really I really would love that and then just let it go and a lot of those times I do book it yeah exactly it's you it's, know you vibrate at a different frequency don't you it's just like you attract that energy so i yes, i so couldn't much. agree more um let's pretend for a moment that you have a magic wand and you could put one book in the school curriculum in every single high school in the entire world cuz i'm really into alan watts right now but i think that he's a little too philosophical that like that would, people would, would just it just wouldn't hit them the right way it's just a little too advanced. Like that's like, I would say that's more of a college thing. 
a lot of the Alan Watts books. But I, but my, what the book that really got me going, um, on my whole like you know inner journey, is Dan Millman's The Way of the Peaceful Warrior, and I really think that it's such a cool read, and there's like such a good dynamic thing between Dan and the Socrates character, and it has so many good subliminal messages about what we're talking about: letting go, allowing things to happen. Um, understanding that we, we have a path and you obviously there's consequences for certain things. And as long as you're on your, the right karmic path and you're doing things, um, with integrity and those kind of things, you're going to keep on this path. And it's such a cool, it's such a really cool read for, you know, anybody that's 13 to 18 years old. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. That, did you yeah. read it? Yeah, I love it. That? And it's it's one of Nick's favorite books that he read um, at the very start of his journey as well. So yeah, yeah it's it's amazing. Um, so I met Dan. I met Dan one time. Did you? A, yeah, yeah. I was in Berkeley. Me and my friend Ben were like so into Dan Millman. I mean, at, by... By like my freshman year of college, I had read like every single one of his books and there was a showing of the peaceful warrior. They made a movie of it. So there's a showing at this like old Berkeley theater. And we were like an hour from there. I lived in Northern California at the time. And that's where the, the book t- took place was, in, you know, he went to Cal. So me and Ben uh, took a trip up there and watched this movie. And he was the surprise guest. And he came out and like talked and had a Q and a, and then me and, me and Ben went up to him and like talked to him for a little bit. He was really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So um, let's chat about uh, your routine. I am totally fascinated and obsessed with <laughs> hearing about people's routines and how a day looks for you. And I know no two days are ever the same, um, but can you talk us through like a typical standard day in your life and particularly focus on the morning routine, like how you prime yourself for the day? What are some of your non-negotiables? And you don't have to go into all of them in depth, but just like, let's give us, let's give a little bit of an insight into a day in your life and particularly the morning routine. (laughs) Yeah, my morning's like pretty intense, but I, <laughs> I, I know. don't. <laughs> I haven't been able. I don't set an alarm. I even if I have a job that day, I haven't set an alarm in so long. My body has a clock. I'm up between five and six a.m. most days. Um, it'll be rare if I sleep in past six o'clock. Six thirty is like, whoa! I just slept in. So I'm already brewing. Like, I mean, I'm I can. I can sleepwalk into my kitchen and pour water, like pour hot water into, you know, my French press. Like I just, I, I could do that sleeping. And so my coffee's going, I make my bulletproof coffee. And before this, before I even get up, um, most days I've been trying to lay, once I wake up, I've been trying to lay in bed and just have, you know, two to five minutes of just like, kind of like a, let myself slowly get up and kind of have like some words of some affirmations and gratitude to where I'm just showing my, how, how grateful I am of life. And then I'll get up and I'll make my coffee and then I'll sit down and I have like, 
I'll usually have like 20 or 30 emails to get back to from people that are like, Hey, I'm in New York. Like, when are you going to have your cookies? And it's like, <laughs> um, soon, um, to people that want consultations to whatever. And like, so I'll sit there for a good hour and drink my coffee and, and return emails and work on some things. And I've been creating a lot of content for some stuff that's going to come up. It's going to be really cool. that I'll be able to share with people. And then, um, another time I've been working on my website a lot, but, uh, then as soon as I'm done with my coffee, I usually will work out in the morning. So say I'm going to work out at 9.30, I'll, have, I'll, I'll pre-make a little workout drink that's got everything from chlorophyll to uh, cordyceps and branched-chain amino acids, a little creatine, um, what else do I put in there these days? An electrolyte uh, situation, some trace minerals. And I'll take that with like some groupings of things from turmeric and L-carnitine to this cod liver oil that I'm using to um, stuff like rhodiola and some stuff to like just I, – I kind of created this little biohack morning situation that gets me energized, keeps my body burning fat as energy because I'm getting so much of it. I mean I'm, I'm probably consuming 40 grams of fat in the morning with my coffee. Um, so a lot of the things to activate fat from, from L-carnitine to vitamin B5 to um, something like Shilajit. I've been using that a lot. <clears throat> Even things like cordyceps. These are great. And then I'll create something like that. And before I've been going to the gym or going outside to take a run or go on a hike to be out in the sun, uh, I've been laying down in my living room uh, ever since... Uh, my good friend Brian Ellis is an amazing like yogi and he's got this, he's teaching these like breath work uh, kind of courses now that he's getting, you know, more and more people to come to and me and him do little like privates. Well, he'll just, he'll just teach. He's been teaching me um, how to transition. We do the Wim Hof breath. You're familiar with Wim Hof, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nick's a massive fan as well. Yeah. So we'll do, we'll do like four or five sets. So I've been doing like anywhere from three to five sets of Wim Hof and then doing a little bit of yoga Nidra, which is like the most amazing meditation. Um, and just by the time I'm done with these two things, I'm so full of oxygen and I'm so clear. It's interesting. I said it to him the other day, we got done with the session and we took a walk to get some food and usually in that walk, I would have checked my phone already like 20 times. Looked at Instagram, see if I had any like, text messages, been on Facebook, Snapchat. Like my, my phone sat in the back pocket the whole walk. And I was so focused and so present. And I was like, wow. Like that's what it really does is it makes you so present. And so when I do that and then I go on my hike, everything's illuminated. Like I'm walking up the hill. And I want to dance. I want to just start dancing because I'm so happy. You know, we're looking around mm-hmm. and everything looks crisper. The, the trees look greener. Um, and, you know, you throw on your favorite music and you go up there. And now working out isn't even hard anymore. It's fun. And I get excited to go work out because I just feel good. You know, the people like once you get in there, like eventually, you know, you get to that feeling where you just feel great working out but in the beginning, you know, there's a struggle. And, but once you get past that plateau or get past that over that hump and you get 
into some of these things that help train your mind too. Um, I think Nick, I think Nick's probably the same way. He probably loves it. He probably loves to do a little breathing and then yeah. go do his, his, whatever he's doing, whatever his, his workout is that day. Um, it's my favorite. Like that's my favorite part of the day. My favorite wow. part of the day is like right when I'm get, leaving the house and I'm about to embark on some kind of thing outside in, in nature and soaking up the sun post breath work. It's just amazing. Yeah. Awesome. And it's, 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 it's kind of, you know, that's a lot. That's a lot to do in the morning. People are going, Oh my God, these are so many things that I have to do. And how many pills are you taking? And do you really do this every day? And no, I have, I have normal days too. You know, like, like anyone else, like I'd, I'd all wake up and maybe instead of just having only having my bulletproof coffee, I'll make some like paleo pancakes and like lounge around on a Sunday, you know, and, and be lazy at times and just, and go like go to the spa or get a massage or whatever, you know, you need those rest days. You can't be like on, on, on all the time, but that, that routine, once I get back and I do that the next day, back in that routine, it just, it makes everything that much easier throughout the day too. My stress levels are lower. Like I've always been, I mean, I'm an Aries and like a type A personality to where when I do those things that make me feel like I'm in control, then the rest, then, then, then I'm able to even let go that much more because I feel so, um, I don't feel scattered. I don't feel like I have to cling on so much because I just feel vital, you know? Yeah, exactly. I'm exactly the same. And I'm an Aries too. When's your birthday? April 18th. Oh, I'm April 13th. That's why we get along so well. That's it. (laughs) So what, I couldn't agree more. I'm exactly the same as you. You know, my morning routine sets me up for a successful day. And when I don't Mm -hmm. do it, things just don't flow as, as well. So I would love to hear now, what are three things you're most recently grateful for in your life? I'm so grateful for, you know, my, obviously my family, the, my, my main family, my, my, parents, my mom and dad and my brother, but even more like my whole family, including mostly including my grandpa, um, called Papa, Papa Cecil, Papa Pinky, um, Cecil Cronin. He's not doing the best, but he's in good spirits and he's been, uh, in the hospital and now working on some rehab stuff. He's 84 years old. Um, but you know, he went in there in some, in pretty bad shape. He had a fall, but that was about a week and a half ago. And we've all just been like there and rooting him on and just getting him energy, giving him literally like, we're all giving him energy. That's so beautiful. Like I'm, I'm sending him as much energy as I can from here. And I even sent him so cool. I sent like a little snap and and Insta story out just asking my following to like send love and light to him and really give him some help to to heal. And I got all these, I got like 25 messages in that day. And then one of my friends who follows me um, is her name is Mahan Kern. She's an amazing uh, Kundalini yoga healer. She was actually Yogi Bhajan's, healer as he was while he was alive she basically did everything for him if he had any issues and she's in i don't even know 
I can't remember Morocco or something. I can't. She was like, I'll I'll help do a remote. I'll send him some, you know, like a remote healing. Send him some love from where I'm at. Yada yada yada. Literally the next day, because um, I had told one of my cousins, I showed showed her. I sent her all like the messages back, and she was like, Oh my god, I haven't even showed Papa this, but he's in like such good spirits today. He's talking to everybody. Um, he's been eating a lot of his food. He looks like has such a more of a glow. And then my mom just texted me recently, like right before I got on this conver- on this conversation. And he's like, he wasn't walking. He wasn't even leaving his bed. They were like pushing him around everywhere. And he's been like walking in the garden the last couple of days in his rehab center. And he's just an iron man. I'm just so thankful and grateful for, for him. And that, um, you know, for myself, but also for my mom and, and my Nana that he's still like putting up a fight for this. It's so beautiful. Oh, that's so nice. The power mm-hmm. of energy. Hey. Yeah. Um, have you got two other things that you're super grateful for at the moment? How many? You got to have three. <laughs> oh, did you say three? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. I missed the three and I like went <laughs> on and on. I went on and on about my grandpa. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. Any, anything else? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm grateful on a daily basis um, for, for my health and being able to wake up every day in such, you know, a beautiful city and have sunshine and be able to do things that I want to do. You know, I look at that. A lot of people will wake up here in Los Angeles and they can be cynical and look at all the, like the horrible things that could be from, you know, the industry and just it being so lonely here at times and those kind of things. But I, I feel like I wake up here on a regular basis and, we're in, you know, this is paradise. It's like 75 degrees here on a daily basis. I can walk outside in a tank top, go hike a mountain, have amazing food, have amazing organic food that nourishes me and just be able to constantly live in this like amazing place that gives me what I want to thrive. Yeah. And so I'm super grateful of my location and my health in general. And then, um, that's three. You've done three. Oh, was that three of <laughs> those together? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Location um, and health, location, <laughs> health and grandpa, oh. Papa, Papa, <laughs> Papa, location and health. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Before we wrap up, I've got three cause we're, um, running out of time now. So mm-hmm. I've got three rapid fire questions. Oh my God. I'm scared. Okay. Okay. So in your opinion, what is one of the most important things that everyone can do for their health? Eat less sugar. <laughs> Great. Okay. What is one of the most important things that we could do for our wealth? And when I say wealth, I mean, you know, your career or your finances, your purpose, like what you do in the world. Focus more on something that can help others as opposed to just helping yourself. Oh, love it. Good one. And finally, what is one of the most important things that people could do for love? So self-love or relationships? Be more vulnerable. Oh, good. Yeah, that's really good. (laughs) That was really good. Oh my God. They are awesome. So, um, before we go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for the work that you do in the world for 
continuing to educate yourself so that you can help other people. Um, you know, Nick and I absolutely love having you in our life and, you know, meeting you almost three years ago now, I think it was, um, when we first came to LA, you've just brought such love and joy to our lives. And we love that we have you, um, on call whenever we, whenever we need. And <laughs> we're so grateful just to have you in our life for all the, the love that you share for all the knowledge and Aww. just your passion that you have for helping people thrive and be the best version of themselves. And, you know, I'm just, I'm so grateful. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. You know, I feel exactly the same about you too. And I've been kind of slacking and I need to get you guys some more of these recipes that I work, work with. Yeah. So for those of you that <sighs> don't know, Crosby's, um, I will put all of the link in the show notes, all the links to all of his social media, to his website, Tailored Life. I will put all those details in the show notes so you guys can go and follow him. He is awesome to follow on um, <laughs> Instagram and Instagram stories. He shares a lot of amazing recipes. Um yes. And he also doesn't share a lot of amazing recipes. <laughs> and I know why, because, you know, he's got a book coming out eventually. And um, so all those recipes will be in that book. But there's so many times where he's making some delicious bulletproof high fat uh, ice cream that I'm literally drooling over as I watch you make. So, um, and my, my little boy and Nick, we all love them so much. So Aww. thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, those those recent ones, I think I made a chocolate chip banana butt cake with a butterscotch caramel ice ice cream and then oh some caramel God. sauce. <laughs> and I layered it and like food porned it and like poured the caramel on, on top. And I was like, I know I'm going to get a message from either Nick or Melissa. Like I'm going <laughs> to get somebody's going to be so pissed that they don't have this in front of them. And... I think sure enough, I think I got a message from you. So I was right. Was uh, seriously, I'm like, send me this recipe. I swear to God, I'll sign some sort of contract <laughs> that I will never share it with anyone. I just need this recipe in my life. Oh my gosh, get it. get what we just got an ice cream machine delivered. So we're gonna oh no. we're gonna make all of um the ice creams that we make in the machine, which will be super cool. So I'll post those up. But thank you again. I'm so honored to have you and um just can't wait to see you next time we're in LA. Yeah. Thank you so much. I can't wait till you guys come back. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Crosby. Wow. What a wealth of knowledge. I hope you guys got a lot out of that. I sure did. And I feel inspired to add some medicinal mushrooms into my morning bulletproof. And I feel also inspired to maybe add some more breath work to my morning routine. I know when I have done it in the past, how powerful it is. So I might start incorporating that into my morning routine. I'll let you know how I go. If you got a lot out of this, like I did, please subscribe and leave me a five-star review because then then together we can inspire more people to take control of their health and happiness. And don't forget to tell me on Twitter who you would like me to interview and make sure you do that by tagging me, which is at Mel underscore Ambrosini and the person you want me to interview and use the hashtag the Melissa Ambrosini show so I can find it. And for everything that Crosby and I mentioned in the interview, you can get all of the links in the show notes, which is melissaambrosini.com forward slash seven. And you can check out all of my other podcasts by heading to melissaambrosini.com forward 
forward slash podcast. Thank you so, so, so much for being here and for wanting to be the best version of yourself and for showing up today. You seriously rock. Now, if there is someone in your life that you think would really benefit from this episode, please, please, please share it with them right now. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.